What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. Today's guest is Lisa Seal. Lisa is the CRO at Belay, a modern virtual staffing solutions company. A major goal of Lisa's is helping clients climb higher by giving them the space, time, and energy to grow their business. Aiming beyond increasing profits, Lisa helps businesses increase their reach, provide more jobs, and prioritize the love their loved ones over their time in the office. Guys, this is going to be so much fun. You guys are going to love her. I'm excited to introduce you to her. So without further ado, let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Lisa, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I really, really love to get started with all of my interviews by learning more about how in the heck you got in this game, how you (laughs) ended up down this path, doing the great stuff that you're doing. So, I want to kind of dig back to the beginning. I know that could be crazy, but you can start wherever <laughs> you'd like in the journey uh, because I know it's a, a winding road to get to where you're at, but I'd, I'd love to hear more about the journey to get to where you're at, where you're helping people and and uh, start there. Sure. Um, wow. How far back do you go? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to date myself. Um, yeah. So I have had a love of, um, to put it, simply sales, I guess. Uh, To me, sales has always been something that um, is a position of um, educating people. Uh, Everybody has needs. Um, Everybody has has things that they they need to buy to thrive in their life and whether that's personal or business. And and I just was called to it at a very young age. I chose not to go to college. I graduated high school and went right into um, selling. I, I, I went to community college for two weeks and sat in that classroom and said, Nope, not for me. Um, I want to work. And so I quickly went into, um, actually travel agencies back in the day that dates myself. Um, and I quickly, uh, learned that I loved providing a service or a need for people, um, that they were seeking, um, and from there, I ended up, oddly enough, in construction and in design and selling to, I know, random, wow. um, grew up in a, in a blue collar family of construction workers. And it just because it was in my blood, I guess. Right. Um, and I found I had a knack for, for designing. Um, and so I ended up selling quite large remodeling um, designs and the actual construction um, through the 90s early 2000s um, before the 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 recession hit in the early 2000s and when that industry kind of stopped which actually happened to coincide perfectly with me becoming a mom Um, so I actually stayed home for 10 years wow Um, yeah and and it worked out well my my career was pretty much done because of the economy Um, and by the time I was ready to go back to work I um 
really stumbled on ballet. Um, this was really kind of my second career round, if you will, after a retirement <laughs> pause, I guess. Um, right. And at the time, I was looking for something that gave me what we call the third option, something where I could still be mom and wife um, and be a, a leader in my home, but also a career because it was um, work remotely before working remotely was cool. Um, right. So in 2014, I was lucky enough to find Belay um, when they were very, very, we were very, very small. We were considered a very small business at the time. Wow. Um, I believe I was the 12th employee, maybe something like that. <laughs> very, very new. Um, and I grew up with the organization, I like to say. I, you know, it was a small business. I was in um, customer client relations in the beginning, quickly moved over to the sales side because that's my passion and my love. Um, and then quickly moved into leadership um, because of my, I truly believe it's because of my um, philosophy on sales, that that it's not the old school um, pushing things that people don't need. Like the, the, the phrase right. selling ice to an Eskimo is terrible to me. It's like the worst, the worst <laughs> thing somebody could say about a salesperson, right? Because Eskimos don't need ice. So um, it, I think my philosophy really um, helped me grow in leadership and share that philosophy with a very rapidly growing um, team of salespeople and the client relations side of the house where we were serving our clients, but um, limitedly, we weren't telling them what else we could do for them. Um, and so I saw that opportunity and that that helped me reach the position I'm in now. Um, so now I oversee those two departments, both sales and client relations, um, really with it, leading with that philosophy in mind. That's amazing. What a crazy journey. How old is your, how old is your little one now? Maybe well, not so she's, she's almost 20 and uh, she has a, a little brother that's about six foot three um, oh and, he's, <laughs> and he's 18. So yeah, so um, about to be empty wow. nesters. So it's been quite a journey. Wow. That is <laughs> so cool. And I, I, I feel like, and I think this has been said, I feel like sales is one of the most noble professions that there could be. And I feel like it oftentimes gets looked at in not that way. And it's unfortunate because the world goes round because there are great people at sales. And unfortunately, the few bad apples in the in the bin sort of yeah. take for everybody. I kind of feel like that's the that's what happened with the internet too. Like the internet is yeah. a great place, but there were a, a few bad apples that made it really, really rough for the rest of us. For yeah. the remainder of our days, right? Everybody's yeah. a scam. Yeah. Yes. And you have to prove yourself otherwise. So you're guilty until proven yeah. innocent. But I really do love that uh, that entrance. So I'm going to take that lead that you okay. gave me here. Sure. And I want to go into more on your philosophy about sales because mm -hmm. I can hear it emanating out of you. But I feel like there is so many, there are so many people out there, even business owners where you go, oh, well, it's maybe time to hire a sales person or put in a sales team. And they go, oh, and they kind of cringe. And it's like, no, no, you're missing it. So yeah. let's talk a little bit more about your philosophy and, and, sure. and what you believe and how it should be. Yeah. So I believe um, everybody's a salesperson, whether you're a kid who's trying to get mom to buy you some candy <laughs> um, you know, trying to let you go out of that sleepover that she said no to, um, you know, from that to a spouse, you know, trying to pitch your, your partner on what we should do for dinner. Um, you know, that everything that we do, we are 
selling something. And, and, and I think that, so to, to put the connotation of, you know, there's so many people that say, Oh, I could never do sales. No, you do sales every day. You just don't realize <laughs> you do sales every day. Right. Um, and I think that the, the philosophy I have is it's like I said, it's an education to let people know that there's something out there that they need. There's an answer to that need somewhere. Right. Um, and so I think it's a salesperson's job to hear that, find the pain point, um, and determine if we're truly the right answer. If we're not, it's okay. And we help them find that answer. That's the right thing to do, um, for the other person receiving that. Um, and if it is, then you have to make sure that you give them all the information you possibly can to help them make an informed decision for, themselves, whether it's for their business or for their personal life. Um, and if they do great, then you found a good match and, and you move forward and you make sure they're served well. Um, and like I said, and if it's not a match, then how can we help them find that match? Right. Um, and so I think that's really important. And that's how I have led sales here at Belay. Um, it's funny. I, I tried to read as many books as possible. And I stumbled across a book by Bob Berg years ago, um, Go-Giver Sells More. I skipped over Go-Giver and went right to Go-Giver Sells More because that spoke, the, the title spoke to me. I judged a book by its cover um, or its title. But that's his philosophy. And it was so amazing to me to read that book and go, yes, this is what I've been trying to say all these years. Um, and so now that's, that's required re reading for everybody in the company, not just the sales department and not just the client relations department, but Everybody in the company needs to read that because it truly is the philosophy that we have built Belay by, which is we want to serve as many people as possible with our services. But if we can't, we also want to steer them in the right direction so that they don't um, go wrong, you know, so that they, they find the answer that they're looking for. That's amazing. I, it's such a great philosophy. And I, I love what you said about the fact that we're always selling and mm -hmm it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? It could be the, the box of cereal that the kid's trying to sell. And, and it's so true. Like it's happening all the time. Everybody's dealing with it. And for those that are kicking and screaming it, at uh, learning the skill and actually just getting better at it, it you, they're probably just better off to do it. I, yeah. I sort of feel like what I gathered a little bit about what you were saying is that we're, we're guides, Mm -hmm. When we're selling, we're guides mm -hmm. to see if if our solution can help them in the yeah. best way possible. And I love that. I, I think mm -hmm. it's so cool to to be able to see it that way and to uh, understand that that's what's going on. What mm -hmm. to kind of transition into a little bit about what you said with your team. You've uh, you, you're running this team of salespeople. You have some things in place that that obviously are working for you and that are going well. What are some of the challenges of, of actually having a sales team and running that sales team for maybe some of our business owners that don't quite have that set up yet, but they know they're headed that direction? Mm -hmm. um, I would say making sure that the people that you have representing you, your mission, your vision are a good representation of that. Do they live it out? Um we, you know, certainly we, we don't bat a thousand. So, you know, we certainly have hired some, <laughs> some salespeople that, that sure. you can quickly tell they're not of the same mindset. Um, qualifying a lead is, can I get them to buy? Not, is this really a good fit? 
Um, right. And so you can pick up on that pretty quickly. Um, so my, my advice to someone starting a sales department or has a sales department they don't feel is not only effective, but um, representing themselves well is, are you representing the company? Are they representing the company the way you want them to represent? Is it sale at any cost or is it the right, right sale um, for longevity, for satisfaction, for all of those things? You want to make raving fans out of your customers. And you can't make a raving fan out of somebody who really didn't need your product or it was more than what they needed or they can't really afford it, but you've talked them into it. There's no... Nobody gains anything from that. You might get a couple of months of revenue, but at what cost, you know? And so yeah. I think that that is key for me when I, my team is hiring and, and I have my leaders interviewing people is really trying to dive into that character level. Um, because like you said, sales out of all the professions I, I can think of, that is one that you just, you have to be careful because there are some out there that give it a bad name and um, you have to figure out how to weed through that. How have you figured out how to identify those A-game players, you know, in the early stages? What are some of the key indicators that you have an A player as, as a salesperson? Um, well, we do do some personality assessments here um, at Belay, um, and we, we do buy into them to a degree. I, I say that because I take them all with a grain of salt, right? Like, I, you know, I'm a D... <laughs> the disc. I'm a, right. you know, Enneagram three, sometimes an eight, depends on the day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and, and so I take all of that with a grain of salt, but we do something called the predictive index as well. Um, and that tells us a lot about um, how somebody learns, how somebody, um, how quickly does somebody understand concepts. Um, and we have a predictive index profile that we use. So I do think personality assessments are a good tool to use. But honestly, when you get down to it and you're just talking to somebody, especially with salespeople, because they can sell you, right? If they're good, right. um, that you're diving into character. Diving into character. You got somebody on the line, you think that they can sell, you're wondering if they can afford it, what do you do? And how do they answer that? You know, when you put that in front of them, do they tell you that they'll get the signature no matter what it takes? I mean, maybe some people want to hear that in sales as a, as a leader, you know, yes, whatever it takes. But then sometimes you have to pause and go, but did you determine if they can really afford us? Did you determine if they really need us? And so kind of diving into those scenario like questions. One of the other things that I do is I give um, homework to anybody who is applying um, to be a salesperson um, here at Belay, I, I give them five different common scenarios that we see a lot in our sales process and ask them how they would handle it. How would you take care of these five different things and, and really assess how they answer? And I think you can see pretty quickly whether they have the right um, motivation um, and, and, and weed it out. From there, like I said, we don't always bat a thousand. Sometimes, you know, that person gets through, but you can tell within, I would say within six weeks, you can tell very quickly whether that is, um, whether that was true or not. Right. No, that's super helpful. And and I, I think even just having a time frame from somebody who's doing it a lot and understands the insides is super helpful for our listeners. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of shift uh, a little bit into your experience as CRO. And being that 
revenue officer. What what has been different in shifting to that position from just being in the sales position? Because mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot more responsibilities and maybe mm-hmm. there's some of our listeners that are thinking, gosh, I wonder if it's time for me to have a dedicated CRO in my company. Like, mm-hmm. Tell us about your experience with that and, and what might be some indicators that it's time for some of our listeners to consider having that as well. Yeah, that's a great question. So for for Belay in the way it worked, like I said, I grew up with the business. So started out as, you know, I sold for a couple of months and moved right into sales management pretty quickly. And from there, realized that the sales team didn't really have a seat at the table on the leadership team. Um, So the upper level leadership did not have that that role. And so I just simply said, sales needs a seat at the table. It's important (laughs) that I be there. Um, And so that that moved me into what we we call a director position. And at that time, it was just over sales. Um, And through that experience, I had so much insight from the sales side of the business, which is also um, needed on our client relations side. So there's obviously new business that a business wants to bring in, but there's the current business that you have and how are you um, nurturing that business? Are you are there are there quotas for retention? Are there quotas for growth? Are there are there quotas for um, upselling to those clients? Like and and so I started to develop those before I was even over on that side, much to much to the leadership's dismay at that time. But I started creating these quotas saying we've got this this army of people who have direct contact with our clients on a daily basis. Do those clients know that we have bookkeeping services and payroll services and and a bookkeeping client, do they know we have virtual assistant services? They might actually need these things and we're not talking about it. Um, And so that mentality simply moved me into a position overseeing those two departments. Um, So I moved into a VP role um, with two directors underneath me. And as we've grown, uh, we, we realized that I needed to be elevated more so that I could start thinking outside of our belay box for revenue. Um, that I have leaders and directors below me that they can focus on the departmental quotas and, you know, and growing those, the, the, um, the team members, but I needed the space to be able to, like I said, think outside of the box. Are there, um, acquisitions we need to do? Are there other service lines we need to consider? Um, are our terms correct? And so, um, yeah, so elevating, I elevated, I believe I've elevated myself each level level I've had just thinking one step ahead of the position I was in. Um, right. and, and it's funny, every promotion that I've gotten over the years, uh, it's always been kind of anticlimactic because when I get them, even people in the company will say, weren't you already now? <laughs> well, <laughs> I acted like it, but no, not technically I was not. <laughs> um, so I think that's that's the key. So we just got to a size where we needed an officer level for, you know, obviously we have a CFO, we have a CRO, we have a CPO. Um, we got to a size where those particular leaders needed to be elevated out of the day-to-day business, out of the weeds of the business so that we could think bigger, so that we could grow to the next level. Most businesses, um, you know, they hit those thresholds, right? Those plateaus where you might have hyper growth and then you pause. And so you got to have that, that level of executives thinking, okay, what do we need to do next to get past this plateau? 
Um, and so, yeah, so that's really been the journey. It's been an wow. eight year journey. It's been amazing. Yeah. And it, it sounds like Belay just continues to provide a service that that is clearly helping. And so I want to transition a little bit into that and, and learn more about the service that Belay offers and, and what they can do for the listeners that are out there and just, just learn more about what that is. I mean, we've kind of talked around it because mm-hmm. of the business element, but what is it that Belay does and, and how does it happen and what does that look like? Yeah. So what we provide is <clears throat> we like to think of it as the back office productivity suite of services. So, you know, most entrepreneurs, small business owners, even mid-sized business owners wear many, many hats, right? They're like you said, they're the salesperson, they're the client relations person, they're the bookkeeper oftentimes, they're they're trying to do all of the things. And we know from experience that you cannot grow consistently if you're doing all the things. Most people did not go into business for whatever there is, whatever they're doing, whatever their service is, whatever their product is, they didn't do that to be their bookkeeper, to be the salesperson and the client relations person and the finance person and the HR person and all of those things. And so we um, have a service that fills those gaps without somebody having to actually um, launch departments within their small business. So we have um, our virtual assistant is our, is kind of our core offering. Um, it is our big offering. That's how we started in the, in, in our business was really offering the virtual assistants. And we do that in a fractional way, meaning most business owners don't need a full-time assistant. They might need somebody 10 hours a week or 15 hours a week. And so that's exactly what we offer. Um, it's a part-time matched hand-picked person um, to serve alongside the their leader um, to support them. And the best way I can explain it is I have an EA who handled all of you and I getting together and having this interview. I, you know, you never probably saw an email from me because my, my assistant handled it all. Right. I got all of the prep work that I needed in the calendar invite with prep dates leading up to this meeting so that I could prepare for it with all of the necessary links that I needed. Um, That provides me with space to actually do my CRO duties so that this is only, you know, an hour out of my day rather than all of the prep that that went into it. And to take it to another level, she's in my inbox right now so that I'm able to shut all my screens down so that I can meet with you and be present. And I know that I'm not going to come back to 50 emails because she's triaging them as I'm doing what only I can do. And so the concept of Belay is do what only you can do and hire the rest out so that you are making the right decisions for your business um, and I always use travel as an, as, a, as an example because I was a travel agent out of high school <laughs> decades ago. Um, I like to book my own travel. I really do. I love to go on Delta's website. I love to see my miles. I love to see what upgrades I can get. I just think it's fun. I like picking my flight times. It's silly, but it's something that I really enjoy doing. But there is no value for Belay in me picking my own flights and buying my own tickets <laughs> and doing all of that. And so... My assistant, Lindsay, does all of those things for me. And again, it's so that I can then focus on spreadsheets and quotas and, and you know, meeting with people like yourself. So that that in a nutshell is is kind of the core of Belay. Um, we've expanded over the years. We have bookkeeping services. We have accounting clerk services. We do payroll. Um, 
we, our assistants can do project management assistance, project coordination, uh, like I said, travel expenses, your expense reporting, light bookkeeping. There's so many things that a VA could do for you. Um, and then on top of, like I said, our accounting services where we can do tax prep and tax filing. Um, we have CFO services. Um, so yeah, so again, it's that back office stuff that's super important, but usually not why somebody went into business because they love you know, doing their own books or replying to their own emails or booking their own appointments. Right. Wow. What a cool, cool mm -hmm. service and so useful. And especially, I mean, I, I think today in, in the modern era of business, you know, a lot of people throw around the term of, of having a VA and somebody mm -hmm. that is an assistant, whether they're an executive assistant or whether they're uh, on board for a specific task. And uh, I mean, it sounds like you guys do it all. I mean, it, it, you know, you've got things from bookkeeping to uh, CFO, and that's that's a huge range, you know, all the way to project management. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you also have some for specific uh, proficiencies as well. And, uh, and it just seems like that's, that's really, really cool. And to, to meet I think for our audience to meet you and know that I think that there's a real person on the other side that's, <laughs> that's got a, a system and a process of doing it. It's, it's mm -hmm. so helpful because I know that from a number of businesses that I've talked to, you know, a lot of times, especially now there, there've been a lot of businesses that have been burned mm -hmm. in working with VAs or they find somebody in a freelance scenario and they're constantly mm -hmm. trying to test them. They're constantly yeah. trying to see if it's the right fit or not. And it sounds mm -hmm. like you guys have sort of optimized that process so that you know ahead of time that they're the right fit prior to putting them into that position. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it is. We want to make sure they're bought in. I mean, there's nothing worse than selling to somebody who says, yeah, I, I, really, I want a mind reader and I am not going to put any time into this. We can't make somebody be successful. Um, but what we do that's different and unique in our um, in our industry, in the virtual assistance space, a couple of things. All of our contractors are U.S. based um, and that we, you know, we really feel strongly that that's important um, so that there's no language gap. Time zones aren't an issue. Um, there's usually an understanding of the industry that the client is in. We try to match that up as best as we can. Um, we certainly make sure that the skill set is there, but most importantly, it's the soft skills. I can match the most skilled person in the world with the most demanding client. And if they don't like talking to each other, it doesn't matter what skill set they have. So, so the, the soft skills is a huge piece of it. So what Belay does that is different than, than the rest of the industry, quite honestly, is the handpicked placement. It takes us about two weeks to place somebody because we are very, very intentional about who they get matched with. Um, and then we have what we call a CSC. So it's Client Success Consultant. And that it's a perfect descriptor of what they do. Their job is to make sure that the client is successful with our service. So if that means coaching the client to say, hey, you're not meeting with your VA once a week. And so she's in the dark and she's not really sure how to be proactive with you because you're not letting her in. We want you to meet with her every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Your very first meeting out of the gate, take 15 minutes, meet with that person, download your thoughts for the week. What are your big things you're working on this week and let them help you. 
Um, you know, we have clients that say, oh, I don't need them in my inbox. Well, it's not just letting them in your inbox because maybe you don't get a lot of emails and maybe your inbox isn't overwhelmed. However, if you don't let them in your inbox, they don't know what's going on in your world. Right. They can't see and they can't be proactive. So we have this role that helps the client realize how to maximize the service. And then on the flip side, they're doing the same thing with the contractor. How are the hours going? Are you maxing them out? Are you being proactive? Where are their pain points? Have you offered them this part of, and we're coaching from the both sides, ultimately so that they both find success. We want the contractor to be happy and we want the client to get the most out of our service they possibly can. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one of the things that stood out is that, that all of your people are stateside, mm-hmm. which I think if I, if I am hearing that right, I think a lot of our businesses are being bombarded by having VAs that might be out of the country yeah. and that might have some of those challenges uh, like the language barrier and, mm-hmm. and such. What does that do to the cost of it? And how does that affect the business owners that are thinking right now, holy cow, I love this. Belay sounds like a possible option for me, but boy, if they're all stateside, they must be really expensive. Yeah. Well, it's the old adage, you get what you pay for. Um, and so <laughs> exactly. it's really yeah. simple. Yeah. So there, the offshore solutions are fantastic for certain things and we've even sure. used it, used them. Sure. Um, so there are, there are, um, it depends on what the needs are. So if you have a list of five things each week, it's the same thing every week, you need these five tasks done. You do not need belay. That's not who we are. Um, I remember when I was selling for a hot minute, I had a real estate agency. I just want somebody to go through Craigslist and find those for sale by owners. You're not going to pay us what we charge to have somebody do that. Like that's not, you need the $10 an hour offshore VA. Yes, go do that. Go get that. Um, That's not who we are. So ours is more of somebody's deciding, do I hire that full-time professional level assistant or do I go with somebody like Belay, where they're vetted, they're tested, they've been assessed, they're managed by Belay. I can trust that Belay's got it. And so the, that, so it's not sticker shock, if you will. Right. Um, and the other thing that I think people don't think through is because we're a service, right? We're a contracted service. We're not giving them an employee. There's no employee burden cost. And so when you take employee right. burden costs of what you would pay a VA internally or an, or an EA, somebody on site, and add those employee burden costs, the cost is about the same. So if they're not in the market of hiring somebody, a professional at the, at the going rate, they're not in the market to hire Belay. And so that's the best way to describe it. Um, like I said, there's a use for both. Um, and we don't even consider the offshore competition because it really truly is just not the same option. It's not the same service. I love that. And I mean, I just, I want to kind of second the, the notion about even just an, uh, an executive assistant mm-hmm. is a game changer mm-hmm. when you get somebody that's good. And the unfortunate part is if you don't get somebody that's good, Awful. <laughs> boy, that's going to put you back. It's going to yeah. set you back. It's not even just going to hurt in the pocketbook. It's yeah. going to hurt because it's going to have repercussions all the way through your business. Yes. It's going to ripple down in so many areas. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really difficult mm-hmm. after they're so 
entwined with what mm-hmm. you're doing, it's difficult to make the call to get them out. And right. so having a service like you guys that's already vetted them and already put them through what what is needed to make sure that they're the right fit for you mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's worth its weight in gold and so valuable. And, and I have to say, guys, all of you listening, an executive assistant, you know, I, there's lots of stuff out there about it and I, and I'm kind of honing in on that. And I know that Belay does a lot of things. So I'm just sure. sort of, I, I, I'm saying this about an executive assistant, but I believe it's the same about a CFO or accounting or project management, any of the things that Belay can do for you. Just having that person that is that expert that they've vetted and that mm-hmm. they've put through uh, you know, the necessary uh, ropes to make sure that they're the right fit for you. Oh my gosh, guys, it's going to change your world. It's going to change how you operate. It's going to change what you're doing and what you're able to execute. I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are running their businesses, whether you're small or whether you're medium-sized business, you're probably a visionary. And one of the biggest challenges for visionaries is being able to have their have your thing come to life yeah. and have it come to life the way that you see it. But when you have a great EA, Mm-hmm. that can help you do that. Or at least I, I love what you said in your, even in your bio, at least have the space to now yeah. bring your vision to life because they're taking care of the things that really you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. It costs you money. Like yeah. if it's, if you're mowing your own lawn, <laughs> you know, you better mm-hmm. only be making $20, That's you know, right. $20 an hour for the two hours that it takes you to mow your lawn because Otherwise, what are you doing, right? And this is kind of a, a, that's kind of a a silly example on the other side, but I feel like it's so important with what you're talking about. I am curious, and I'm sure audience is curious at this point, you know, you you make a compelling uh, proposition. How can they get in touch with you? How can they find out more about your services? How, and and what does it look like? Say, I wanted to jump in and I wanted Mm -hmm. to, to get going with you. What does that process look like once I do find you? Yeah. So belaysolutions.com is is the best place to find us. Um, You'd fill out a getting started form telling us a little bit, a little bit about your business, who you are. And then that goes right to our sales department and then they would schedule a call. Um, And that call they're diving into really, what are your pain points? Where where are you drowning? Why do you need help? Sometimes we get those calls and they say, I just know I need it. I don't know what I need. Um, and we can do some pro- probing questions. You know, how, many Im- how many emails do you have in your inbox? Do you ever miss appointments? How's your expense reports? Um, who's booking your travel? Um, you know, all kinds of things. We, we kind of walk them through to kind of help them identify areas that they could use help. Um, our starting point is what we call 45 hours a month, which is really 10 hours a week if you, if you think about it. Sure. Um, and so we say, like, what do you do two hours a day that you shouldn't be doing that that right. really someone else can do? And I think any business owner or any entrepreneur or leader could answer that question very quickly. Sure. Um, and then we determine, you know, like I said, what what starting point they need to be at. Um, and then it's turned over to the CSC, that client success consultant, and they do what's called a discovery call and they're diving in even deeper. Sure. So you say your inbox is full. What system are you using? Why is it full? Is it full of 
you know, things that you want to unsubscribe from? Is it, are you not communicating at the level you should be? Are there people waiting to hear back from you that haven't heard back from you? Um, and we're diving into that to determine what skill set do we need? And then we ask them about, and this is all in the discovery call, what, what kind of communication style do you prefer? What kind of employee do you like to work with? What's the personality type that you're work that works well with you? Um, and then we take all of that and we go to what we call our placement process, which is where we're handpicking that, um, that contractor. And, and we have a bench of, I want to say 2,200 contractors right now um, that not necessarily all of them have availability to take on a new client, but a, a good chunk of them do. And so we're filtering through that available list of contractors and determining who would be the best match for this, this client. Um, we make that introduction. We have what we call a kickoff call and they get off and running to the races. And that CSC is staying in contact with both the contractor and the client. How was the first week? Did you have your one-on-one? -on -one? You have a list of goals. Are you working on those? And those, those touch points continue throughout the duration of their engagement with Belay. Um, obviously very heavy on the beginning to make sure that we're setting them up for success. And once they get to what we call the well-oiled machine state, we're, we're, we back off a little bit, but we, we're pretty nosy. We get ourselves in there to make sure that it's working because to your point, life can happen and something might go wrong even with the best contractors. Somebody might decide they wanna go work full-time somewhere or they're having a baby and they're not gonna work anymore. And so it is amazing for us to be able to say, you know what client, you're okay. You don't have to start back at square one. We already know you. We already know what works. We actually now know what doesn't work. And we're going to go back to the drawing board and get somebody even better for you. So it's a pretty cool process. Um, it's very hands-on. We like to say we sell relationships. We don't necessarily sell somebody who's just going to come and check off a bunch of task boxes. Um, if that's what you're looking for, that's not who we are. Um, yeah, so it's pretty fun. It, it's uh and we're very proud to say that we re retain 97% of our clients month over month. I think that's wow. pretty amazing for a service that's a month to month contract. Wow. Um, and so we're really proud of that. And then of those 95% of the time we get that first match, right. And when we don't, the second match is, is usually blows the socks off the client. So Right. Super proud of it. Um, but belaysolutions.com is where you can go. We actually have a download available for your listeners, belaysolutions.com slash delegate. Um, okay. It's a little exercise that anybody can go through to help them determine what they should be delegating. Like I said, some people come to us and they're like, right. I, don't, I don't know where to start. Um, and this will help you um, work through, like I said, my travel, work through the things that you love to do that you shouldn't be doing. Right. What are you doing that you don't like to do? Um, what can you delegate there? And what are some of the things that only you can do? And it kind of helps you work through that exercise and makes your brain start thinking along those lines. And then you can even put an ROI to that. Like how much is my time worth? How much would I be saving if I didn't do these 10 things and allowed somebody else to do them? That's great. What a cool resource. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody go and get that because at the very least, uh, I'm sure they've put a lot of care and effort into that and you will see some of their proficiency within it and uh, and you should do it no matter what, whether or not you're going to yeah. take that step right now or maybe you'll take it later. Uh, you know what, Lisa, you are amazing. We could easily keep jamming on forever <laughs> about this. I can tell you love what you do and I can tell that uh, you guys are doing some really great stuff for your people and your customers. All you guys listening, 
go out, check it out and see what they can do to help you because you can't do it alone. So stop trying. And uh, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here and to learn from your experience and your journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.